Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. You know, one thing I respect about Kawhi Leonard, man, obviously everybody talks about his two-way ability, which is elite, but his will to win by any means necessary. There were possessions where it was guarding Luka. There were possessions where it was scoring. There were possessions where it was getting offensive rebounds, getting defensive rebounds, box outs. Like, that's what leaders do, and that's what he does for that team, and he does everything, and, you know, that's a, that's a credit to him, and he's going to be a, a tough matchup for us, but we got to go out there and understand we do what we do. It's not just him. You know, they have uh, Paul, they have Marcus, they have Reggie, the guys who can really go. So for us, it's just doing what we do, understanding they're going to be physical, they're going to switch everything, they're going to play that small lineup, but you know, we've we've seen it, and now we gotta go out there and just execute against it. Donovan Mitchell talking about the Jazz uh, opponent in round number two, the LA Clippers, who win two in a row and uh, advance after beating the Mavericks yesterday, Gordon 126 to 111, a game where uh, Kawhi Leonard showed exactly how good he is. He was so good in that game seven down the stretch. He is going to be a big time problem. For the Utah Jazz, as Donovan Mitchell said right there. Well, let me uh, let me reiterate what everybody already knows, and that is that um, the Clippers were the better team. They were. And, and thus, was, one of us picked yeah. them to win two games over the weekend, and one of us didn't. Yeah, but that's just because I didn't want to jump aboard <laughs> your boat. Is that right? Uh, All right. Look, I, I watch those games, and the Clippers They're are better. good. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, wow. And uh, it's interesting that uh, Donovan said what he said about Kawhi because it's the very prescription that you've written out for Donovan to do. Exactly what he's complimenting Kawhi for doing. And he said that's what leaders do. They play, they, they're offensive, they're defensive, they rebound, they they look for their teammates, they do all the things that Kawhi does. So, Donovan has it in him to uh, follow that same course if uh, if he steadies that and just powers through. I think whoever they match Donovan up on will will probably be pretty key because he's going to have to play some defense in this series. I'm guessing that Royce is going to get the majority of the Kawhi duty. You would think so. And so that, that leaves some other players to be accounted for, including Paul George. And I, I expect other players like Joe Ingles to take some of that duty too. But – you know, down the stretch when they're going to need to get stops. Donovan Mitchell, I, I'm glad you went this direction, Gordon, because he's he's going to have to play some defense. He is, and and he's capable of doing that. Uh, when players like that who have that skill set, that abil- physical ability and brain power, they they can play good defense if uh, if they focus on it. It sounds like he's he's doing exactly that. So we'll see. But this team, this Clippers team. As good as Kawhi is, as good as Paul George can be when he's on, uh, they've got other other weapons that will be difficult for the Jazz to deal with. In some ways, Jake, I, I think the Clippers, they do what the Jazz want to do, at least with the uh, emphasis on the three-point shot, and they're very good at it. They have a better percentage than the Jazz did. Yeah, we're going to see a lot of three balls. Um the, the the curious thing to me is the two defenses and whose can be more effective. Donovan talked about the switching defense. That's going to be a thing. Uh, against Dallas, they went with Batum as their center. And I don't know if maybe Zubats uh, going up against Rudy has a little bit more of a role. 
um, in this series, but he only played three minutes in Game 7. So they obviously went away from him in the previous series. But if they're going to switch everything and play that small ball lineup, how did the Jazz combat that? So, okay, <laughs> there's lots to break down here. But let me let me. I've heard you say it in the past, Jake, and I've thought about it. Rudy, in this environment, should be able to thrive, right? Um, well, should define should. What do you mean by should be able to thrive? Well, he's better than Zuby, Zubots, who I actually uh, like. By uh, the way, call him Zuby. Do you? Uh, he's he's bigger than anything else that they'll do, and if they switch onto him, he should be able to overpower whoever it is. And I understand there's a quickness thing. There's a, a body between the basket and Rudy. But, Jake, you've said it. I've said it. Power through whoever's on you and dunk on his head. Yeah. I I couldn't agree with you more. I think that's going to be key in this series because if they switch somebody onto Rudy or even – have the the cojones to try and guard Rudy with Nicholas Batum. He has to be aggressive, and not. I don't want to see the euro step or the finger roll. I actually admire <laughs> Rudy for trying to develop his basketball skills, unlike somebody like say Shaquille O'Neal. But he needs to channel his inner Shaquille O'Neal for this playoff series. He needs to forget about all the other stuff, and uh, and just start dunking on on smaller people. Or Gordon, we saw the the drop step against Valanciunas. Kyle, it's the simplest, oldest post move in the book because it's so effective. Like, stuff like that. Big power moves. Get to the rim. Dunk it. Take a bunch of—foul the whole other team out. Well, first of all, Shaq didn't have to because nobody could keep him away from the basket. Well, let's have Rudy be that. Okay. Well, um, okay. Can he do that? We have seen evidence of that, that he can do parts of that. The question is, if, if if the Jazz, if the defense is built around Rudy Gobert, and you're going to count on him to go for 20 points a game and be real powerful and effective doing it, will his stamina hold up, or will he have to worry about foul trouble? Yeah, you, you think he might get into foul trouble? Well, I, I I just think that there are Clippers who are going to beat their men off the dribble. Or the pass, they're going. They're going to find a way to get past their primary defender, and what does that do to Rudy? He's got to step in and stop that guy. If he stops it, fine. I don't know how the refs are going to call this series, you know. But uh, he could. My point is that he's going to be really busy at both ends of the floor. So when you're busy like that, there's a lot of action going on around you. I've seen those referees get a little eager with the whistle. Um. And the Jazz do not want to fall into that mess. No, they certainly do not because he's he's that important. They're a completely different team um, when Rudy goes off the floor. So I certainly hear you there. I, Rudy's just become so good at defending without fouling. He's only fouled out of one game know, this yeah. year, it and it was amazing. in the it was in the last series, and uh, it, it was because he was in a wrestling match with Valanciunas. I don't think that the, he's going to be in a wrestling match in this series. It's going to be different. But he's going to have guys coming at him like a Kawhi Leonard who is shifty, quick, strong, and I, I don't know. I'm not saying all, he's all, going to. But. All facts, uh, what you're saying right there. But I, Rudy's become so good at position defense where instead of trying to draw the foul, the other team turns around and flees. <laughs> 
So yeah. and, and maybe you know Kawhi's going to get to the rim. You're you're right. I just I I wonder. Man, Rudy has gotten so much better at that, right? Guarding without fouling, it's almost like we're spoiled a little bit. Maybe he's gotten good at it because he's had to. Oh, 100%. Otherwise, he wouldn't be on the floor. 100%. And every once in a while, you'll see him bail on on defending somebody. And I think there are times when he knows he can't block the shot, so he's not going to put himself at risk in that regard. But uh, not often, just every once in a blue moon. Well, that's why... um, God, was it Mannix who wrote that piece, who interviewed Rudy and wrote that piece on the Jazz where Rudy said he had advocated for Derek Favors' return because, yes, that's right. Thank you, Austin. Uh, because last year Rudy was so scared to commit a foul because the the drop-off when he left the floor was so significant that he didn't play his game because he was being cautious, which was the, the right thing to do because, bless Tony Bradley's heart, it was rough when Rudy came <laughs> off the floor last year. It was it was not good. It's still not particularly good, but it's a lot better than it was. Yes. And that was a really interesting part of that uh, piece by Chris Mannix and and a look into Rudy too, that he he needs to have a little confidence. He's not going to lose his team the game if he plays aggressively. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I guess my point is is I hope Rudy plays his normal aggressive self. And that he can figure out a way to stay out of foul trouble. I hope that's the case. The Jazz need that to be the case. Do you think it's even possible for him to go for twenty points a game in this series? Yes. More? I don't know if I'm going to predict that's going to happen, but is it possible? One hundred percent. It depends on it depends on what the Clippers do and how they decide to play. But but if if they play the switching defense, Rudy has to make them pay. And if he does, they've got to stop doing it. And then, you know, the blender opens up and the open threes and all that stuff. So all that good stuff happens if if Rudy makes them adjust. Not the Clippers make the Jazz adjust. Like, what are you going to do against the small ball lineup? Dunk on it. That's the answer. <laughs> Dunk this, right in its face. What you're describing here is one of the reasons that it would be important for Mike Conley to be involved. Yes. Because he's gotten so good at that. Not that Joe Ingles is bad at it. I mean, he he, he can he can get the ball. To Rudy, as we've seen time and time again. But having those playmakers on the floor makes that switching defense a little more problematic. Yep. It's it's how you combat it. Which at times this year, they've been great at. But when they've been really good at it, it's because Donovan and Mike Conley are doing their thing. And Jordan Clarkson, yes, too. exactly. And that just opens things up for everybody because then the other team has to adjust. So that's that's going to be a real key. Can't let them get away with that. And Houston got away with it for a couple of playoff yeah. series. And the Jazz didn't make them pay. They got to make them pay. And, and well, that's why the Jazz went out and made the moves they made. Because they knew they couldn't get by with that. They had to get more playmakers and they had to get more shooters. That's what they did. Well, we'll see how it goes. Because the Clippers, the Clippers are a good team and they're not a terrific matchup. For the Jazz. I, just, I, I think the Jazz would have crunched the Mavericks. The, the, this is what I don't get. And, and Jake, even you, who have you've been very high on the Clippers, you've made that clear for a long time now, I just don't understand these lapses they go through when it seems like, wait, is is this is this like, uh, what was the movie with Michael Jordan? The, uh, when the, uh, Space talent, Jam? Yeah, when the, the talent got taken away all of a sudden. I, I, I don't understand how that team can play the way it does. They fall behind by 20-some points against the Mavs, and then they come back and win. They're good enough to come back and win, but they're also can I, can lackadaisical I give you, enough to fall behind by that much. Can I give you a theory? 
And that's all this is. It's just a theory. Because what you're talking about is very real. I mean, how they lost those home games against the Mavericks in that series is just beyond me. To go down 0-2 in the series is just yeah. crazy. Did they forget how to play basketball? You know. <laughs> but, but here's my theory, all right? So Kawhi Leonard, I told you this on the phone. I think I've said this on the air. He's my favorite player to watch in the NBA. I love his game. I, I think he's awesome. I think he's a top two or three guy in the you league. You like his post-game interviews? My opinion. Uh, <laughs> but I hate it that I love his game so much because everything else about his career really bothers me. The it's whole the, idea, the, the injury, the force in the trade. Right, the, to the leveraging uh, with, uh, for you know, fishing for illegal compensation and apartments and all this stuff to uh, just – I it just – you know, coming into an established culture with the Clippers and just running roughshod over it, right to the, you know, you have to adjust everything, practice times, all this stuff to me, and I'm going to practice when I want and not when I don't, and we're going to do this load management thing, and I'm going to tell you when I'm going to play, and I'm telling you when I'm not going to play. I just, it it goes against the team concept. The team concept. And I think it, and I don't know this, this is why this is a theory. But it probably doesn't spawn the best culture in the locker room. <laughs> you think? So I would bet that those lapses are kind of a culture thing where maybe it's petty stuff where you're not playing as hard because the other guy ticked you off. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, the same accountability as other players, maybe it's uh, who knows. But a team that just stops playing, basically, it's. So, so okay. Let me. Can I add on to your theory, please? Let me expand it a little bit so our listeners will uh, uh, be able to fully relate. Have you ever been in a work situation where you have someone who's really good at what they do, and they're like the star? But sometimes you wonder whether it's worth having them around. <laughs> but you want them around because they make it better. They help you win. It's a trap. They help you win, but they. But they're a pain in the butt to be around. You don't like the self-indulgent attitude. You don't like the uh, you know the the uh, quiet, unspoken boasts. I'm you know? Gordon Monsey. See, I can't stand being around people like I that. I only have one Porsche. I'm not comparing anybody to Kawhi Leonard, but they, they, I think the Clippers had this sort of Parking Addison's. stall lines are merely suggestions. <laughs> See, now you're playing all the, all the, uh, the uh, audio that I had was forced to say. You know, I worked at the LA Times. You know, uh, you know who when you were talking there, who comes to my mind? A guy who's uh, in the in the other. Uh, in the other room right now. You're not going to rip Lloyd, are you? No, no, no. Our guy, Kurt. Kurt Thomas, oh. who, uh, of course, has uh, uh, done uh, sales for the station for a long, long time and is nothing short of a superstar. But, you, you know, he, he he hands off the, you know, the nuts and bolts after, uh, you know, he <laughs> like Kurt, Kurt can barely send a text, but he's closing zillion dollar deals out there. You, you know, know what I mean? You know, Kurt was in the room the day that we formed this station. I know. Kurt's the best. And Kurt was there when you stole all that gear. True. Oh, should we talk to Kurt about that? Kurt, come here. But wait, wait a minute. Kurt, <laughs> this has been so misrepresented. <laughs> no, we're gonna get no, the, no, no, we're Kurt gonna will, get the real story. No, Kurt will we're substantiate. Get the real story. Come he, here and he sit will, down. He will substantiate my story. 
My yeah. story. Oh, Willie, no. Yes. Okay. I now, guarantee it. Now, Kurt, uh, of course, Kurt Thomas, uh, first of all, it's good to see you, buddy. Good to see How you. How you doing? Did you see that park job by that blue car down there? <laughs> it's got three freaking spots. <laughs> wonder who that is. He, he better hope he's the, the people next to him leave sooner. I just told Austin he'll have to parachute into that there, vehicle. There, he can't hey, get well, through the well, doors. Kurt, there are no spots down there. <laughs> well, they're off, there's, there's they're off a... from there all right now for you. <laughs> all right. So take so us through. I, we want to talk about the the merchandise pilfering story at the old Simmons Media involving okay, our can guy. I, can I, you can I, golf stuff? No, yeah. Can I give Gordon. you? Can I give you my side? And no, Kurt can no. either substantiate or no. Or, uh, uh, you've okay, you've told okay. your there, there side. There was only many, one many side times. on that. I brought in a bunch of merchandise like, for people to look at and try on. Because right. we were going to get the logo on. Correct. Yeah. It was like several hundred dollars worth of stuff. It was about $1,500 worth of stuff. <laughs> so everybody's going to try it on so we didn't have to send you down to UN and, and have all that kind of a challenge. And I came in the next morning, all the merchandise was gone. 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 So I asked DJ, I go, where's all this stuff? He goes, I don't know, it wasn't here when we came in. <laughs> so we looked at the tape. And Gordon was taking it out the back door. Like a so, big pile of big stuff. Big pile of it. <laughs> Can't Thought even it, see it. Apparently him. his own wardrobe. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, but Kurt, don't forget the part that you never really spoke to me about this. You were pointing at the merchandise through the window and you were mouthing something to me, but you were not, you didn't come in and say, hey, look through this and take one. I don't recall that happening. We had everybody. You weren't supposed to take any. I had You're everybody. You supposed to try it on. Everybody <laughs> worked out great. The other six or seven on staff, nobody stole it except for you. Oh, man. Oh, man. That is so funny. All right. So there you go. The so, true so, story. But, but this is what really happened. I was in the studio and Kurt was outside the studio, pointed at the merchandise and then left it there. And so I thought he was giving it to me. Right. I, Therein lies the, like, what person would think, like, wow, there's $1,500 worth of clothes, and this guy's just giving it to me. Thanks, Kurt. Yeah, and I, Thanks. I showed everybody else the same stuff, and it all stayed there until the last show of the day. <laughs> yeah, but the thing I love about that story is that, what's her name? Uh, the HR person. No, Debbie. Debbie calls me. She doesn't say, hey, we saw you take the stuff. She said... Have you seen some stuff that Kurt had <laughs> set me up to try and deny it and then get busted for it? You, you know I, who, I said, yeah, I took it. I took it because someone, I said, Kurt gave it to me. You, you know? know who reviewed, re looked at the tape was Ben Russell. He goes, hey, we can just look at the tape. I go, we got that on tape. He goes, we got that on tape. And there it was. Lloyd, Lloyd still throws up a picture of that for his Twitter. Uh, he's still you know, walking around like mingling and, oh, here's all this gear. Just must be laying from here. Just walked right out the back door. The thing was, I didn't even like the gear. I was going to give it to charity. I was going to divvy it out because I didn't want it for me. See, and I, I think you, I think you still wear the sheepskin version vest. Well, oh, that, that goes back way before that's, that. That was the sheepskin. It, it day. came out like last week. <laughs> no, <laughs> did it? No. It, was, it was two weeks ago. Oh yeah, maybe. I wear it. Yeah, yeah but he wears I, it all but, the time. But, but that was going back to the very beginning. Hated of Hated it so long, so bad. It's been with him for fifteen years. <laughs> Who? No, years that wasn't part of that gear. That 
that was from five years prior. It has the original Zone logo on it, the which green, was blue just and black, brutal. Green and black one, whatever. <laughs> brutal. Forever. <laughs> All right, that is uh, that's, Kurt. That's it. That is Kurt Thomas. And, and those of you who do not know Kurt, he's a big, big, big part of what we do around here and have done for a long, long time. He doesn't get the recognition he deserves. Well, Thanks, Kurt. <laughs> I thought he didn't, but now I'm not sure. Kurt's great. But the, he was he was at the center of it all. He confirmed the story. You just assumed, like, of course somebody's going to give me fifteen hundred dollars. Why else would he be pointing at it to pick what you wanted? <laughs> like, and, hey, I would. I really like this golf pullover. Can will you put the logo on this for me? The point is that when you have someone like Kawhi on your team, and basketball is such a team game. I know that stars rule the roost and all that. But still, you've got to somehow embrace the entire team. And last year, those reports that were coming out of the Clipper camp was uh, uh, folks got tired of it, uh, what you described, that Kawhi was barking out all the orders and the other guys didn't like it. Yep. All right. We've got a lot to dive into today, Gordon. It's, it is a, uh, a busy, busy day, as they say. You'll be happy this, but I actually worked Hooterville into a column I wrote at sltrib.com. I, I did proud. that just for you. Thanks, buddy. That it's brings a headline. smile to my it's face. In the, it's in the headline and in the story. <laughs> and I almost put, uh, take note, uh, Jake Scott. Did you did you reference Petticoat Junction at all? Or no. did you just throw in the, the Hollywood comes to Hooterville? The line? Hooterville versus Hollywood. Oh, here it is. Gordon Monson. Utah Jazz, L.A. Clippers, Hooterville, Hooterville versus Hollywood is a playoff match worth the wait. I do think it's a good matchup. If that's uh, what you're getting to in the column, I agree with that. It's going to be a good series. I, I'm not so sure who comes out on top, but I think I think we're in for some, some fun basketball. I wouldn't touch this series if I were a betting man. I wouldn't touch it. There's a lot. Yeah, it's. I agree. I agree with that. There's too many X factors, you know what I mean? Too much stuff we don't know. Yeah, and uh, have we? Do we have an update on Mike yet? Have not seen it. Yeah. All right. What is the biggest storyline going into this second round series in your mind? What's the what? What's the biggest factor in the air right now? Well, it might be Mike Conley's health. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he usually plays well against this Clippers team, and at least that's my memory. Now, uh, I, I, and I, I wrote about this. Uh, that his when he came out of his th- funk last year shooting. He uh, it was against the Clippers. Remember that he scored 18 points in the third quarter. Was 11 of 17. Scored 29 points. Uh, of course, uh, I don't think Kawhi played in that game because he was resting. I think it was Game Five of the season. But you know, Mike Conley is so important to the Jazz, and that would be unfortunate if he couldn't go. Wow, it's amazing of you to jinx him like that. I'm not the one. Who I mean, not wow! I'm I can't not. believe you just went there. You heard it, Jinx. <laughs> wow! Jake, you keep Gordon. trying to throw that on Gordon, me. Gordon, I can't believe. All you. I know is one of us brought up Mike Conley I can't and his hamstring that. on the day that he was supposed to come back. I mean, play, and he, what's he do? He hurts his hamstring. You brought it up. You didn't know that that was going to happen, and you just pounced on me like I'm doing it to you. Way to go! <laughs> Mark this, Austin. <laughs> Well, I told you, you can't talk about injuries anymore. He's You're already totally, injured. Totally spent that. He's already capital. injured. He wasn't injured when you brought it up. Wow, mark it down. Gordon uh, Gordon just jinxed Mike. Not going to see him for the series because Gordon just talked about it. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I, it's what you just did. You just brought it up. 
Okay, so now you're buying into the fact no, that you shouldn't I'm just have brought it up just, in the first place? I'm saying you just jinxed him. You, Way to go. <laughs> you brought it send up. Your, so your, now I send your angry you. tweets to Gordon, <laughs> at Gordon Monson. Please, I can, I bypass me and, and just send those to Gordon. He just did it. Just I, did I exactly cannot, what I, I did. I cannot believe how sensitive you are about that topic. When, we, when I brought it up the next day, you were like, ouch, 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 and combative, too. Mm-hmm. Still getting tweets about it. Are you really? Yeah, somebody tweeted Scotty and advocated uh, I be punished. <laughs> like how? Uh, Was your hamstring uh, somehow injured? Why'd you do a sawing motion? <laughs> you gonna saw his hamstring? <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm sorry that you were so aggressively attacked by uh, your indiscretion. On that account you of just did. You did the same thing I did. Well, yeah, but he's already hurt. You did it before he got hurt. You you just jinxed him coming back for the series. Congratulations. <laughs> when if if it happens, I'm completely blaming. Gordon. You know what this is? Uh, us and misery loves company. That's what this is right here. No, it's it's the double standard that exists <laughs> in me actually pointing that out. It's a little. The ship is going down, so I'm taking you with me. <laughs> Very well said. Poetic. I ain't, I'm not jumping on that ship. <laughs> Way to go. Way to go, pal. Take your ship out of here. Way to go. You just did exactly what I did. So the you SS superstitious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Welcome. All right. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome aboard, mate. You've made it so I can't talk about this topic anymore. But somehow you can? What's that song they sang on the uh, deck of the Titanic? Uh, who Let the Dogs Out? <laughs> oh. Was it really? It was. It's an amazing grace. Uh, what was that song? That classic uh, I song. I believe it was Nearer My God. Nearer to My the, God to the. But I wish it had been the Baja Men. <laughs> <laughs> who Let the Dogs Out? <laughs> oh, man. Somehow we jumped the tracks here. <laughs> Stay tuned. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.